authenticity. It's building that relationship. Think about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's oh, going on, Larry? Coming off the high of the Authentic Selling Challenge, Daryl, wasn't that a blast? It is incredible how much fun that's been, and I'm so excited, Larry, about all of the interaction that's been happening around the challenge. Uh, the people that gathered together, the speakers, <laughs> were amazing. There were several outtakes in there. You got to see, you didn't, everyone didn't get to see the behind the scenes. I wish oh. I, next year we got to do a highlight reel of bloopers yeah. and funny behind the scenes thing. All of it was just such an incredible pleasure, Larry. And I'm so excited about all that's happened around the challenge. You know what? Um, we believe authenticity is a lifestyle here at Selling from the Heart, and it's not a light switch. And what I so appreciate is every speaker every day brought their own unique twist, their own stories of what authenticity means. And we, we, we went from the G version and we went to the R version with the get with the Gittimer Meister. But <laughs> it nevertheless, was, it, it was the whole spectrum of it was the of whole spectrum. It was so it, it powerful. Was, it was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. So you may be listening to the podcast going, uh-oh, I missed the challenge. The good news is we recorded all of it. So you can go to www.authenticsellingchallenge.com. That's authenticsellingchallenge.com and get access to all of the recordings. It's an incredible resource. And uh, right now, as we start this year, uh, this is such an important year for everybody we're off to a great start, and uh, I'm so excited about all that's ahead right now. And uh, in the middle of all of the craziness and change and um, hybrid this and um, <laughs> you know all of that, what's been a really great constant in the midst of all of that is a Selling from the Heart Insiders group and having a community of like-hearted salespeople coming up with new ideas, figuring things out, um, hearing from incredible thought leaders, and most of all, uh, just having a sounding board and developing new relationships that are are really helping people excel. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's been a breath of fresh air and it's going to tee up. My comment is going to tee up our guest is, you know, the Selling from the Heart Insiders group makes me happy every single Friday, Daryl. <laughs> it does make me happy. And you know what? Most Fridays, well, some of them, some of those Fridays, you actually need a, a shot of happiness to go with that double shot Americano. And um, so if that sounds like something that would be helpful to you and, and feedback we get, I was, we were watching earlier today, uh, one of the testimonial videos from our good friend, uh, Matt, and Matt was saying that this has been actually a real catalyst for him to move to the next level of success and fulfillment. So come join us, sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Um, just or go to the homepage, you'll find it slash insiders. You could try it for free for 14 days, uh, 30 days, actually. Uh, and during that time, you're going to meet some incredible people that I think are going to really become a huge factor in your success 
and your happiness, which is a great transition great up, to great today's up. discussion. Larry, uh, we have got a repeat guest here today. I am so glad she's back. Why don't you introduce Tia and let's dive in. Oh, it's so good to see Tia Graham, but just a quick backstory is, gosh, it seems like just yesterday, but it was, gosh, two years ago. I remember Tia and I, when we met and I was sharing with her, you know, how Selling from the Heart came to be. And she was just then talking about her book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and wow. now if we fast forward, her book just released, uh, Be a Happy Leader. It just went bestseller on Amazon a couple of days ago. Congratulations, Tia. Thank we you. had to have you back because what you talk about is so sorely needed, especially in sales leadership and in sales today. Hey, Tia Graham, welcome back to Selling from the Heart. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with both of you. Uh, it's great to have you back. And I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Um, and if you heard Tia last time, you know what I'm talking about. This is going to be one of these ones you're going to want to star and put on repeat. However, as we get ready to, to dive in, Tia, you know the question, because you've been here before. It's the question <laughs> that every guest in the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? What it means to me is really, truly believing that what I'm selling is helping people and having this trust inside myself that it might not be for every single person or every single company, but I know the value that is that is in it. And um, with that trust and with that belief that I can help people, then you're selling with the heart. Oh, that's so good. But by the way, that's not what you said last time. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Because I just reread it and then wanted to do the exact same thing. (laughs) I just had to, I was, I was waiting to say that. So my apologies, but you, but you, you keyed on a couple things that I think are sorely, sorely lacking. You use the trust word and you use the belief word. Mm -hmm. And if there's ever a time where we need to bring trust to the forefront and belief, it's now. So I just want to say thank you for bringing up the trust and belief words. Yeah, no. I mean, when I was worked in sales and was a sales leader in hotels, I used to always say I could never work for big razors, like not a million dollars a year. I couldn't be like, big razors, going to change your life. No, you know, I was like for hotels and I would be like, come to Istanbul. Wherever I was working, I believed in it. So if you're in a role right now and you're thinking, I don't know if I believe, maybe it's a go find something you believe in and sell the hell out of that. I think that's absolutely a great idea. And this is the time to do that because trying to sell something you don't believe in is it it's not good for the soul and it's not good for your happiness. And so by the way, which is the word of the day. And uh, it's, it's always awesome to have a chief happiness officer right here on the podcast and congratulations on the new book. Happy leader, be a happy leader. This is so exciting. Uh, In my copy, a supply chain. I haven't (laughs) got my copy yet. I feel like I'm missing out. It's on its way, but I was so excited about this and, Tia, why do you think happiness is so critical right now in the world of sales and sales leadership? Yeah, so happiness and everything I teach, everything I talk about and write it and write about is research based. So it's it's my belief, it's my value, but know that it's grounded in research too. So whether you're a sales leader or you're a sales professional, prioritizing your happiness and well being directly connects to how creative and innovative you are, and it. Mm. 
Every single salesperson and sales leader needs to be thinking about business differently right now. It also shows that this is Sean Acor's research in the happiness advantage that when salespeople are feeling positive, when they're feeling optimistic, when they're well, they are going to sell more. You know, emotions are contagious. So your customers, whether it's you're communicating with them over Zoom, in person, phone, email, they can feel how you're feeling. And people want to do business with people that make them feel good. Happiness connects to productivity, motivation, your personal relationships, your work relationships, literally every aspect of your life is connected to happiness. And so, you know, I know everyone listening wants to sell more and, and achieve more numbers and focusing on your happiness is a guaranteed vehicle to get you there. Hey, Tia, as I was listening to you, this reminds me of the Don Barnes research and Don's the author of The Perfect Plan. And I remember he came on the podcast, this was last year, and he was talking about, and this was through his research, yeah. that he had said that 6% of the time, somebody will remember the things that you said 10 minutes after they've been said. Mm -hmm. Only 6%, which is extremely low. However, 100% yeah. of the time, they will remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, I think this is just so important. And it touches, it touches so well and it just dives right in so well to your book. Yeah, absolutely. You made me thinking, that's so sad. You're like, prepare for this huge sales presentation. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I may remember 6%. You're like, I stayed up all night. Yes. So knowing that and going back, you know, of this idea of emotional well-being and emotional contagion of know that every time you're communicating with someone, email, phone, Zoom in person, how you feel is transmitting to them. Mm -hmm. And so think about and people want to hang out and spend time with happy people, positive people, right? So by focusing on your well-being and focusing on your happiness, using the science of happiness, you're going to make your customers feel better than, you know, the competitor down the street does, and they're going to buy from you more. I just want to stop and put a highlighter on this because I think this is so critical because how much time do we spend as sales professionals and sales leaders working on the message and learning, you know, what to say, how to say it, um, working through the presentations, we practice it and all of that. And, and then, you know, the data, right. You got to get that right. You don't yeah. stop doing that. But, but, you know, if you were to put like a happiness index on your sales bullpen, when you walk in to your, the environment after a tough day out there in the, the field or on the phone or whatever, like what's the happiness meter say, you know, on a scale of one to a hundred, is it, is it 99 and this is a high energy place yeah, uh, or is it like 19? <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but my, my experience with most sales bullpens and offices is uh, most of the time it's down around 19 and not up in the nineties on the happiness index. Right. Right. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, the way that you're, uh, that you're communicating and approaching other people that it's, yes, like you said, you need to have the data, you need to have the piece, but I know Daryl, both of you and Larry talked about <laughs> the relationships, right? You know, that first zoom phone call or that first in person, your intention is creating ideally a lifelong relationship, right? Mm -hmm. A lifelong relationship with, with clients. And so 
that that um, reminder that how you feel and how well you are and how happy you are is going to help you and fast track that that relationship authentically authentically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, should hopefully be driver enough for people to focus on it this year. I, th I think this is just this is just a huge subject that that sales leaders just they just can't ignore mm -hmm. as you know as we're rolling into 2022 and and we're just coach us along and coach our listeners uh, for all the sales leaders that are out there what are mm -hmm. some things that sales leaders can do yeah. inside their sales teams what are two or three things that they can work on together as a group that brings happiness not only inside their sales team but that that gets transferred to their clients coach yeah. us through that if you don't mind Sure. So um, a lot of what I'm going to talk about is what I learned when I went and got certified as a chief happiness officer in Denmark. And the Danes, 49% of Danes say they're really happy while they're working. In the US, it's 13%. So I wanted to understand, okay, how are these Danish CEOs running their companies? And this translates directly to sales teams as well. So for the sales leaders listening, I want, I'm going to give several things that are research-based and that are proven that can increase the experienced happiness people feel while they're working. You wanna increase experienced happiness while people are working. So number one is autonomy and trust. If your people feel like you are micromanaging, that is a fast train to unhappiness. So do not micromanage. Of course, you can coach, you can train. I'm not talking about that, but nobody on earth wants to feel like they are being micromanaged, okay? Another is belonging and friendships. There's a profound research on both of these. So even though everyone's busy and you're focusing on the numbers, take that time to, you know, I used to do with my sales team, Wednesday walks. Every single Wednesday, the whole sales team, <laughs> this sounds crazy to some people, you would go for a walk in West Hollywood. I and love the it. GM, the GM was like, where are you guys all going? I was like, don't worry, it's going to drive numbers. So have things, whether it's potluck, whether it's a happy hour, you need to create, you know, have fun, belonging and friendships at work. That's another huge one. Um, I love, I'm obsessed with the progress principle. So this is um, Teresa Amel's research from Harvard is every single human wants to feel like their work matters. Okay. Your salespeople want to know that their work matters, that it's making a difference. So you need to remind them. I ask, I ask my clients all the time, how is your company helping society? How is your company making the world better? We get so inundated, just work, emails, me. No, this company exists for a reason. It's making the world better. Okay, maybe not like cigarette company, but everybody else. So connect, have your sales team connect to why their work is meaningful and purposeful. And then as the leader, help them see that they're making progress in meaningful work. It's one of the mm. number one motivators for humans is progress in meaningful work. And so connect, connect your team to that and celebrate the small wins and you will see, you will see the happiness rise. So those are, that's a few, I got a lot more, but there's a few. <laughs> but that right there is so just thinking about this as even a category, right? In sales is, is like revolutionary, like happiness is a category, but we know from research and I love um, Sean Acor's work is a great mm -hmm. uh, companion yes. book. When you order, be a happy leader. I hope you've done that already. If not, <laughs> you can hit pause and uh, get your copy and uh, get ready to leave a great review on that. Uh, but if you look at this, this is not, you know, when we're talking about happiness, I think there may be a tendency as some of the listeners to go, 
oh, that's nice. You know, that's good. But this is like research backed stuff. This is yeah. not, um, you know, this is, you know, sometimes people go, oh, that's just soft skills and stuff. But yes. soft skills drive hard dollars. Yes. And happiness <laughs> is researched and validated, right? Yes, yes. Uh you know, they're teaching, if they're teaching it at Harvard and Yale and Stanford and Berkeley, mm -hmm. along with many other universities around the world, like this is the business, this is the future. Just like the work that both of you do is selling from the heart, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people would not be talking about this. But, <laughs> you know, people are, people are changing. And also for the sales leaders listening, you know, different generations coming, different expectations coming. And no one now is, I mean, very few people are, are going to stay at one company for 50 years. They have high expectations of their leaders and, and of their companies. And, you know, yes, there's this huge, huge shift of people changing jobs right now. But what's awesome is that there are so many proven things leaders can do that don't cost a dollar, mm. that can increase people's happiness and motivation and make more money. Um so, so I hope people feel, feel motivated that if you're worried about your people leaving, there are things you can do in the next 30 days to change that. No, it's solid gold. There's one thing right now that you can do that, again, doesn't cost anything. And it's how well are you connecting to your people? Yes. And I know that you write about it in your chapter in Be a Happy Leader is yes. leaders connect to your people. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was one of my... I mean, I think it's just who I am. I know it's who I am as a person, but I would say it's a pillar of when I led sales teams is even though you feel, and I know every leader listening to this feels like this, that your to-do list is two and a half miles long and you have meetings and calls and, you know, gosh, do I have time to spend with my people? One of my steps is prioritize relationships over the to-do list. Even though you feel like, okay, no, I just got to keep attacking the to-do list. When you have consistent one-on-ones, when you have consistent team meetings, when you are investing and in getting to know them, not only as sales professionals, but as human beings, I'm getting goosebumps. It will pay dividends. <laughs> it will pay dividends. Your to-do list will shrink because they are going to thrive and flourish because their leader is investing in them, coaching in them, knows who they are as a person, that they will take work off your plate. And I remember thinking like, oh, I just want to cancel this one-on-one. -on -one. Like I have so much to do, but I didn't because I would never want a leader to do that to me. So, and human connection is the number one predictor of happiness around the globe, around the globe. So by focusing more on that one-on-one -on -one connection and then team connection, they're going to sell more. They're going to sell more and they won't go to the competitor. Love it. And think of the parallels, not just for sales leaders, but sales professionals themselves, right? And the, yeah. the uh, we we say all the time on the Selling from the Heart podcast that their sales professionals are leaders, right? Yeah. Leaders influence change. It's cast vision, et cetera. And so think of the sales, yeah, every sales professional listening in, think of the relational connection you're developing with your best clients. Yeah. And are you, you know, are you someone that's contributing to their happiness or are you somebody that's, you know, a drag or just a, you know, a, a neutral? I think that the relational connection that we have with our clients, it's the same thing. It's easy to put that 
at the bottom of the list. I got so many things to do, right? right? But it's those relationships that need to be prioritized. Right. Yes, absolutely. And I believe everyone's a leader. You know, this book, I, I was thinking of, as I was writing it, of a leader of a team based on all my hotel experience and, and, and different research experience as well. But everyone has influence. You're a leader in your family. You're a leader in your community. You might be involved in a nonprofit. And, and yes, you, you lead, you're a leader with your clients. You're exactly right, Daryl. So to, to think about that connection piece um, as it's, it's not, and the leadership piece, it's not, it's not a title, right? It's about influence. Mm -hmm. So we're at the beginning of a new year. Uh, it's still January. There's still, you know, I don't know how everyone's <laughs> doing on their new year's resolutions, but I know a lot of new year's resolutions lists include physical fitness, good thing, diet, uh, very good thing. A lot of, a lot of new year's resolutions are around physical health. Mm -hmm. uh, but I believe that you, you were talking pre-show that, um, we should we should also be paying attention to our mental mental health and and well-being in that area as well yeah yeah so this this phrase that i got from dr tal ben shahar who taught happiness at harvard is psychological well-being you know we're actually pretty obsessed with our physical well-being and that's important everything you do with your body connects to your mind so sleep exercise diet meditation yes 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 do all of it but our psychological being is just as important. And there are things, you choices you make that can hurt it or help it. So for example, if you're a sales professional leader and you wake up in the morning and you turn on the news, the first thing you do when you're having a break, you turn on the news. Research shows it's going to make you feel 31% more negative for the rest of the day. Nobody needs that. So I tell all my clients, read the news. Don't watch it on TV. It's a very different experience to your psyche, right? Mm. So that's an example. Or say you have a family member or a friend who is very negative, who sucks out your energy and drains you, that's affecting your psyche. And so you might need to have boundaries and figure out how much time you want to spend with this person. If you need to be positive and you're going to double your sales this year, you need to think about your social circle. Mm -hmm. On the other side, yeah. you know, what are things you can do to elevate your psychological well-being and have your mental health healthier? Help there. Um, listening to podcasts like this, reading books, watching TED Talks, listening to music, spending time out, outside in Mother Nature, having a gratitude practice, and, you know, having humor in your life. I tell people right now, nobody should be watching depressing movies. No. Watch stand-up <laughs> comedy on Netflix. Like, we're in a pandemic. Right. We need humor. We need lightness. Right. So there's so many things we could do. I think, I think sometimes we forget about you're in charge of what you consume, right? And, and uh, if I always say also, if you're following accounts on social media that make you angry, unfollow. You're mm -hmm. in charge of who you follow. So you, 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 need, to be, you need to be lifted up. And, um, and yeah, just that, that mind piece is as important as the physical. I, I love this because we can control these things. These are the things that we have absolute control over. And it's why I'm a big believer of the first hour, or if you can't dedicate the first hour, at you least can. Like 30 minutes. Yeah. You can. Just no, get you up can. an hour earlier, right? Just get up you and, can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You absolutely I totally agree. So that let's just say it's the hour. You mm -hmm. can control in that hour all of this, what you bring into your mind and what you do with your body in 30 minutes. And it may be tough. Hey, it was tough for me. I just had to work through it. I continually work on it. 
Yes. But yes. it sets you up for it sets you up for the whole day. But Larry, you said a very crucial word. Everything I'm talking about with the science of happiness and, and understanding how our brain works, it's work and it's effort. It's work and it's effort. And you have to continuously, you know, prioritize it. Um, and and hopefully we all live, can live to be 94 and, and be happy and successful, right? But yeah, it's continual work and effort. We've been talking uh, in the last couple episodes a lot, and I think this will be a, a stream, a thread of conversation throughout the year about stress in sales. And it's a big deal. Yes. It's, it's especially a big deal right now. Yes. And, um, you know, this is, as I'm listening to this, I'm, I'm becoming more and more convinced and convicted that what we're talking about here is not optional. Sales is a tough gig. You know, it's just, it, it is. is. There's it's rejection. So There's like stuff getting delayed. There's supply chain garbage, like Operations, messing stuff up. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough on a good day. And there's not a lot of good days these days. So if I show up to my clients and my office and my, you know, or my Zoom room or wherever I I could show up. Mm-hmm. And I've not invested in myself. And in fact, if, if it's been the opposite, if I've been taking withdrawals by, you know, watching the news, getting angry, not replenishing myself Staying physically. up till midnight watching Netflix. Yeah, not getting enough yeah. sleep and all yeah. that stuff. The cost, you know, for those, for those of you who are still thinking, ah, this is nice, but come on. The cost, if I, I wish we could like add <laughs> up the cost to a sales rep and a sales team for negative input. And then you do the research out. together. Oh, come on, Larry. Just, no, we're going to no. do this is, this is so critical right now. And, and when you think about the cost of negativity and Tia, I mean, as we're talking, I'm having flashbacks to my first sales job and, um, yeah. You know, I, I wish that my sales leader had a copy of Be a Happy Leader because uh, he ruled and motivated by unhappiness. I had it too. <laughs> right? oh. It was, it was literally unhappiness. And no, that's going to motivate people, right? One of the motivators to write this book was, you know, there's, there's a woman that comes to mind. I worked for in New York City. And I remember thinking, how is this woman over this team of 50 salespeople, the way she talks people, the way she, and she had this huge, and she was brilliant, smart. I learned a lot from her, you know, but she did not make anyone on, on the team happy. So no. yeah, I, I mean, and the world needs more happy leaders than the sales professionals need more happy leaders. And I want to say one thing about stress because for 15 years, the whole time I worked in hotels and was selling and then leading sales teams, I had so much stress constantly. And my mom would always say to me, stress is going to give you cancer and stress is going to kill you. Because I would call her and I'd go, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. You're in sales. I loved it, but I was always stressed. Mm-hmm. And um, when I learned that stress isn't just all negative, that there are actually huge upsides to stress, like motivation, cognitive ability. When you only when you have stress in short periods, it strengthens mm-hmm. your immune system, memory, and that stress isn't the enemy. The enemy is our lack of recovery. Yes. So we need to take breaks, sleep, eat good foods, all of these things that you go on vacation, etc. 
to recover from stress. And I'll say one other thing about it that blew my mind. The neuroscientists I study with showed research that if you believe stress is harmful, it shortens your life. If you believe stress is challenging to you, but stress that you, you can handle it, it's going to make you stronger. It'll make you more resilient, you know, like working out your muscles that you actually live longer. So our belief about stress wow. is as important as this, how much stress we have. I love and, it. And you know what, Daryl? Why is it that every time I podcast guests come on like this, I feel like they're talking right at me? Because they are, Larry. But this is uh, this this whole thing. I've got uh, I've got two books. Oh. One on my stack is the upside of stress, uh, which I know is addressing this this yeah. issue, and and then um, I'll also have uh, not only the book, but also am signed up for Jason Van Camp's deliberate discomfort challenge, uh, as I deliberately induce stress, getting ready to uh, take a trek to Mount Everest here in ninety days. And uh, Mount Everest Base Camp, I'm not going to the top, but uh, 18,000 feet is enough stress for me. But that, that you know, as I've been training for that, I've been seeing, you know, you, you induce stress. Yeah. You got to recover. Like, yes. some, you know, and, and, and we as sales professionals and leaders have this tendency, especially in our world of always on to wake up, hit the phone. You know, that no one should touch their phone in the first hour of the day ever, ever, yeah. like hide it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, and then same thing, you know, to be literally lying in bed at night, needing to go to sleep and checking email one last time, just right. insanity. Right. And, yeah. and, and it kills our happiness yeah. and it kills any energy that we need to be able to to perform um, at the level we want to and to enjoy our life while we're doing it. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm like, I wish someone taught me this when I was 20, you know, that, okay, have stress, recover, have stress, recover, have stress, recover. That's the key. You know, it's short periods of stress, recover. And we have to be in touch with our physical body because yeah. stress is in the mind and the body. We have to be in touch with our physical, we have to, because we just go, 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 go email meeting, go, you know, action, action, action. We have to pause and go, okay, my heart's beating. My mouth is dry. My muscles are tense. Right. I need a break. I need to go for a 20 minute walk. Yeah. I need to call. I need to do meditation. I need to go get a green smoothie, whatever it is. I need to sleep more. We have to be in touch with our body because my mom was right. Chronic unchecked stress will give you cancer, will kill you. Yeah. Right. Nobody, I don't want anyone listening to get that. So it's about stress recovery, stress recovery. It, that's the key to success, happiness and success. Wow. Uh, Tia, I'm so excited about you're that you right put all me. this in this a is, book. It, this is so <laughs> helpful. And yeah. uh, we are fans so proud of, of you. Happy Leader. We're proud of you. Uh, we are cheering you on. You are a true Selling from the Heart champion. And I just want to say um, on behalf of all the listeners, thank you and keep it coming. You rock. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Larry. Daryl, I'm telling you. Whoa. <laughs> I, 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 almost, Whoa. I almost thought I needed to go lay on a couch. Well, it's you, like half that stuff to, I'm guilty uh, of. So but this is this is a topic I think that is going to um, find its way throughout the year this year. And and the, the things that we're talking about here that Tia brought up today, um, I really did used to think 
Is that is that good English? Maybe in the it's South. All, it's all good. I used to think you're in the uh, South, so it doesn't matter. But uh, seriously, I used to think that that um I where busyness and stress is a badge of honor and all this this fluff, you know, maybe work out, right? But all this fluff, uh, all this stuff is fluff. And and I'm becoming more and more convinced um uh, in my own life and my own experience. Um, and I don't have as many years lived as you, Larry, but I'm there, in the short go. time I've been alive, I am becoming more and more convinced that that this is the real deal. And and you're reading books like um, Sean Acor's book and Tia's book that are that are showing real hardcore research that the things we thought were true uh, are actually really, really, really true, more true than we think. And this is uh, this message of happiness, uh, stress and recovery, of investing in ourselves, of having downtime, self-reflection, all these things that we talk about at Selling from the Heart, I'm becoming more and more convinced that they are the ball game in today's tough environment. You know, it's so true, Daryl. And in, in, I've always poked the bear at, at salespeople and sales leaders and saying that, you know, your clients and your future clients are a whole lot smarter than you think they are. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I'm here to tell you now that sales leaders, your salespeople are a whole lot smarter than you think they are. And these are the things that are really going to resonate with salespeople today. It's why I love what Tia brings to the table. I love the selling from the heart movement. And, and you said it, you said it so well is soft skills are going to yield hard dollars. These are the things that need to be brought right up onto the business table. Absolutely. What a great conversation. I have a feeling we'll be continuing this conversation throughout the year. Thank you for joining us today on the selling from the heart podcast. If this is your first time, uh, we invite you to hit like, subscribe, make sure to get notifications because we want to keep this conversation and many other crucial conversations going as we move towards authentic success this year. If you're looking for people that share these values that um, are like-minded and like-hearted, check out the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. That's sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Uh, come hang out with us for 30 days on the house, get to know some new people. And it's going to be a very exciting thing. It's a modest investment to be a part of that group. The payoff is huge. And a part of the payoff is happiness. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Thank you uh, to everybody for sharing the podcast. Thank you to everyone who's giving us a shout out on LinkedIn, Facebook, social platforms. It means the world. And it, it doesn't just encourage us. It also helps spread the word of this movement of authenticity inside the sales profession. Larry, I'm excited about all that's ahead. And I'm excited to hear about how you apply some of the things we talked about today. Uh, dude, hey, dude, we talk about it all the time. So you can hold <laughs> you can hold me accountable. As I'm throwing it out there. Everyone can hold me accountable to it. Yeah, well, let's hold each other accountable. And till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, invest in your happiness. And most of all, thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time. from the heart.